0: Hey, Chris Manning here from Locked On Cavs. Coming up on today's show, we're joined by Justin Rowan to talk about James Wiseman, William Hernan Gomez, and the Phoenix Suns as a trade partner. That's all coming up today on Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're also brought to you by Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com and in there, how did you hear about us box? Tell them Locked On sent you.
1: You are Locked On Cavaliers. Your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Cleveland Cavaliers select Darius Garland from Vanderbilt University. My, my, my. This call, the Kevin Love Show. Ari Ari,
0: he's got Xbox on him today. the cube On the blue box.
2: He put him in some air boots. Call him for two. Come on! For you evan what's up buddy how are you oh not too bad i'm um, really excited to actually have our guest on today that actually sounds really rude um, i'm really h- excited to have our guest on period i'm always excited to have our guest on and let me just introduce him at this point because have already flubbed it enough ladies and gentlemen let's give it up for somebody who really doesn't need
1: any more introduction than this justin rowan justin how are you today I'm doing well, man. We're doing a bit of a home-and-home. You know what? We're getting into the spirit of this new upcoming season by doing this home-and-home without any fans because Lord knows, (laughs) Lord knows nobody actually really cares what we have to say, but we're still going to do a little bit of a home-and-home. I'm happy to be here. Um, Always, always a pleasure to be invited.
0: No, it's, it's good to have you. The NBA season, obviously, is coming back. We talked about that at length on the chase down. So if you're one of, like, the two people that already isn't being smart and listening to the best two podcasts, Cavs podcasts on the market, I shouldn't say all podcasts. I'm not that cocky. The best two Cavs podcasts out there, you should go check out the chase down part of the Blue Wire Network. Um, but Justin is gracing us today to talk about three different things that Evan and I have been doing here, talking about different things. We actually let him pick, and I'm actually going to start, we're going to start with James Wiseman. Justin why did you why was James Wiseman among the draft prospects someone you wanted to talk about was it like was he the reason you picked the specific lineup
1: um he he was a big part of it uh, I, I don't feel too too strongly about um the free agent that we going to talk about um we actually talked a little bit about this uh, on the chase down of I don't really care that much about who the cows make uh who they sign in free agency but both kind of Wiseman and this trade topic I found interesting and Uh, Wiseman, for me, why I could kind of get into him in this draft is I feel he complements what they have on the roster pretty well, which is what I'm looking for in this draft. I I don't believe it's a draft where you're going to go out and get a cornerstone piece, but you can get some guys that really kind of accentuate the strengths of what we already have on this roster, and Wiseman is one of those guys.
2: I have to ask you then. Evan, Justin, do you think... Wiseman's a bit of a mystery box. He barely played in Memphis, Um, Mm kind of just been working out, doing his own thing, honing his craft for the last few months, and, you know, way longer than a lot of us expected with the draft being delayed so much. Do you think Wiseman has the potential to be a cornerstone-type player? Do you think he has just more of a ceiling of just like a solid ceiling-type guy? Like, I know DeAndre Jordan is the comp that gets thrown around a lot with him, but I don't know. I mean, I like to have some positive upside with players, and I feel like DeAndre Jordan is a great addition for this Cavs team, minus the free throw shooting flows. But mm-hmm. I I want to be a little bit more optimistic because I'm like, eh, DeAndre Jordan, if you're picking five, fifth overall and if you get a guy who's a bit of a mystery box, like I, I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic here. Do you feel the same way?
1: I don't. I, I, wouldn't, I don't love the DeAndre Jordan comp. I actually think that's more applicable for Okongwu. I think Okongwu is more in the Tristan Thompson, DeAndre mold. Um, I, I think Okongwu... Um, has the benefit of coming up as a prospect, knowing what we know about the modern NBA. That's why you kind of see him up near kind of three assists in college. And I, I think as he gets out of that USC system, he's gonna look better. Um, but I, I think a lot of the, the centers that come into the draft now understand that you have to do a little bit more. My concern mm-hmm. with Wiseman is about where he channels that energy. Um, I I do think that he's going to be someone that can really kind of uh, attack the rim, especially off ball, kind of find those passing lanes uh, from the guards and and wing players and, and create opportunities for himself. But where he kind of differs from Okongwu and why I I don't love that DeAndre Jordan uh, comparison is it's clear. He kind of feels that he's going to be able to stretch his game out. And, And I think that's justified to some extent, but I'm just a little worried about him falling in love with the jumper. I, I don't want him to be LaMarcus Aldridge. I want him to make the most of the physical gifts that he has.
2: I think that's fair. Chris, you had a question. Sorry to interrupt.
0: No, no, you're good. So I think the thing to consider with Wiseman is that
1: there's – I don't think
0: it's at all like that he's there at five.
1: No, no. I, 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 I thought it, there was a no. chance because, I, I mean, a lot of – uh, even when we had uh, Jonathan Wasserman on the podcast, he, he said Wiseman's the most likely guy of the top three to fall. And, and that seemed to be kind of the, the consensus thinking. But the reality is we didn't see much of any of these guys, any of these prospects going into this draft. And um, I think that helped level the playing field. The, the physical gifts that Wiseman has, it's still the NBA. That length matters. He's added a lot of muscle. Um, I, I think they see kind of the, the raw package and, and some of his refined skills, the fact that he can kind of dribble, uh, he, he has touch. Um, I, I think that's why he's now kind of out of that cat range. It, it just doesn't seem likely unless there's some sort of pick swap with the Warriors, because they, they're always looking to to trade. Um, but if the Cavs stay at five, I, I don't think Wiseman is in their future.
0: So, there's reporting out, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, October 27th. You're listening to this on Thursday, the 29th. Um, Rick Bonnell of the Charlotte observer, who is as locked into that team is anybody. He's like the, the, the voice kind of covering that team. He, um, is said that Wiseman, their guy, and there was even uh there's a, the ringers, Kevin O'Connor did a mockery, had the Hornets trading up to number one, to go get James Wiseman. So, I, I feel like it's he's not there. I know the Cavs like him. Um, I I think if he were to slip, I, I he's a guy that if I think he went to five, I'd have a hard time like justifying,
1: like not yeah. picking him.
0: <laughs> right, but but it, and we talked about this in the chase town. I almost I, I almost wonder if you take him too, if you just got to also burn it down to some degree. It's a little less extreme because the fit's like a little cleaner. But I, I think you need to clear out for him a little bit um, to kind of maximize him. Like I I'm also just all in on like the youth thing, like youth and some older guys that know what they're doing. So like that, that also certainly I think colors my my takes here. But I, I he he's a guy that I'm I will be watching with like real intrigue because I I think with there it seems to go one of two ways with Big now, right? Like you can get the ultra modern guy, or I should say one yeah. of three ways. You either have if they're going to be successful. You kind of have like the the kind of bruising lob pick and roll threat kind of like with the dwight and javel kind of role like that version of a guy in la or like in, in whatever team you have the bam style big that's like ultra modern passes um all that kind of stuff and then you have kind of like you could have like the the guy who has like the one singular skill that they're good at everything else but like then they have something that allows them to dominate games I, it feels like he ends up being in the first category in most outcomes. I don't know if, like, he's going to be a guy that has, like, the one thing where you're just like, holy shit. And maybe he can be, like, the modern big in some, some ways. But it feels like he is going to be, to me, like, that first one. and maybe like, the stretch. Like, we'll see. I'm curious to see basically how, like, elastic of a player is and how much he can be stretched out to, like, you know, can he add a little variety to his game or do some stuff like can he switch like if he could do like one other mm-hmm. thing where it's like oh like he can unlock certain stuff that would be really interesting to me but i just don't know i like charlotte as a landing spot for him much more than i do the caps though because they're just they have like a just a clear need there and he can just like run pick and roll with Deont- Devonte graham or De- Deont- devante graham and uh Terry yeah
1: it's it's a very interesting thing so I, I think people are going to have to manage their expectations coming into this draft. Um, I think that was true, even if this was a normal year. But the the fact that the season's going to be starting just a month after they get drafted, uh, training camp maybe a week later, week or two later, these guys are going to take time. And the center position in particular, I, I think you can pick up on it offensively fairly easily. And I, I think Wiseman will translate in that way. But defensively, it just it requires a little bit of experience. It requires being able to see what's happening because you are responsible. If you are a good center, beyond what you do in the box score, you are that last line of defense. You are the quarterback of the defense, and you need to communicate to everybody because they don't have the same vantage point that you have uh, back uh, in the paint. And it's going to take time before Wiseman is a high-impact player. And it's actually kind of – interesting that he's not going to follow the Cavs at five because if a scenario like what Zach Lowe had suggested where uh, the Warriors swap Wiggins and Drummond and they swap picks as well, maybe maybe Golden State really wants to get Obi Toppin. Um, In that scenario, you bring back Tristan Thompson because I think who you have to mentor James Wiseman is going to be really important. And I think Tristan is going to be able to point out the right things. He's going to be that right veteran leadership. I wouldn't want him on the team with Andre Drummond because Then you have two bigs that, uh, like, I I think there's some similarities there where um, if they get too sidetracked on trying to add the three-pointer and dribble and do all these other things, I wonder if that's going to limit his effectiveness as a player. I I really do think uh, the culture, uh, the leadership that they have around Wiseman, whether it's on the roster or the coaching staff, I think that's going to be super important to his development.
2: No, I absolutely agree with that, and I think you and I are on the same page in that regard, where if – well, Chris and I agree that if the Cavs do end up selecting Wiseman or, hell, even a Kong Wu, you have to jettison onto Drummond because it feels counterproductive to have a young center like that, and then you have a guy like Drummond who is probably going to command a lot of minutes, but also – the veteran point's a good thing, too, and I think if the Cavs do take a center at five, or if they do happen to trade up for some reason, I, I don't think they see that happening, but Tristan Thompson is the perfect mentor for a young big man to kind of grow and acclimate in this league, because Tristan already has a proven track record of taking all these other young players on Cleveland's roster under his wing, and I've kind of gotten the impression that if the money's right and like the options are right, Tristan and the Cavs organization want to reunite over a two three year kind of contract situation and
1: oh, okay
2: yeah so well, like that's I'd that's interesting
1: very- like I, it's sorry to cut you off but i mean no. you know what that that's the great thing about uh r2 podcast is you guys do kind of get involved in in the sources thing and and me and carter are a little more on the commentary side but you know that that's interesting because i always thought if tristan were to come back it would be a one-year deal and reevaluate in next year's market but that that
2: i yeah. I heard at the time like heading up to the extension deadline it was 3 years for 27 to 30 million and I think it's going to be a similar enough option and offer to what Cleveland's offering Tristan because I mean they have his bird rights so they can go for the cap for him which is helpful but um you yeah, know a 1 year deal is also a realistic opportunity as well for Tristan they just kind of reevaluate the market after that but I do think he takes a lot of pride in being the most tenured Cavs player I do think he takes a lot of pride in his iron man streaks and just all of the records and accolades he has to the organization like I think it's safe to say Tristan Thompson will get his jersey retired by the Cavs I mean you can make a case for a lot of players but him especially just from how long he's been here at this point and there is a certain level of attachment to him as well um no yeah no I agree with you wholeheartedly though that if the Cavs do take a big man I'd much rather have Thompson mentoring them than Andre Drummond because Tristan has so many positive attributes that he's just kind of He's learned from LeBron, obviously, but he's also going to – he's passed on already to Sexton and the Cavs use Sexton as, like, their cultural leader going forward. And I think he learned a lot well, of stuff from I don't, I Tristan don't know, there. I think he kind of – I wanted to just pump the brakes on that for a
0: second because I think Colin Sexton's been like that since he was, like, out of the <laughs> Like, I think that's just – I think it's more of, like, Darius and
2: Jetty and saying, those guys
0: more than it is Colin. He
2: meets a guy who can meet him at that level and keep it one-hundo with him, like Tristan Thompson. We're just only going to make Sexton stronger, Chris, so –
0: no, for sure. I'm just saying I think like Sexton is just not, like not to derail
1: guy. this, but what did you guys make of Drummond making the comment that Darius Garland is one of his favorite teammates ever? I don't know, dude. What, I don't... what did you make of that? That was that seems uh, so on the left field. Look,
0: that that interview is one of the wildest things I've read on the internet in a long time. Eat Oreo's
2: kids and drink milk, that's all I can say.
0: Look, uh Hey Evan, I want to drive away from this, but if I need a car, how can I do? If I need to repair my car, how can I do
2: that? Well, actually, Chris, that's a great question. If you need to repair your car, and Justin, since you live in the frozen hellscape that is Canada, it's snowing there, as I know. Um, you might have to put some chains on your tires, or whatever <laughs> you folks do when you're out there, you know, shooting elk and harassing liberals and whatnot. Um, but you might, if you're able to get them, Justin, you can check out our good friends at RockAuto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto parts and body auto body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules to brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers well, I spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com.
0: And with that, we'll be right back to talk about the Suns as a trade partner with Justin Rowan. All right, I'm Chris Manning. Evan Damerl is with me, and our guest is Justin Rowan from the Chase Down Podcast. Okay, Phoenix Suns as a trade partner. Um, I, I think for me, guys, this uh, pre, starts with is
2: Mikhail Bridges all the way. I was rubbing my hands together like Birdman, hoping that the Suns would be willing to part with him. But now I don't know what you do. Go ahead.
0: Well. <laughs> I, I think the guy that I would be interested in just because he fills a need and I don't know what the price is and I'm trying to see if I can find like a a reasonable like
2: thing to kind of Is that you haphazardly uh, clicking in the background? <laughs> no, yeah, that's no. me. It's um, it's no it's you, Chris, um, making the trade. the our guest is perfect.
0: I'm actually the GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers so I'm trading for, to the Suns right now yeah. but um it'd be Kelly Yeah. I
2: like I like I like um I mean, the Cuyahoga Valley Boys for Life is a brand that definitely works, and Oubre, uh, who would you trade for him,
1: though? That, I, I mean, that's the problem. That's that's the trade-down guy, right? Like, if you're yeah. trading five for ten, you're trying to get Kelly uber Jr. in that, and uh, I don't know mm. if the Suns would really want to do that but all of a sudden then you're you're kind of getting to like that patrick williams tier of like kind of solid rotation guys that you can get Mm -hmm. i think there's still options available if you're not in love with your options at five and you kind of want to get a more proven guy at the small forward position i can absolutely see um swapping those picks for kelly uber jr but would you flat out give up the pick for Kelly Oubre Jr. No. if if no. He, if no. he was to agree to a long term contract at like
2: 90 no. no. okay okay Still no. the, I the, I just ca- want to the Cavs I, need I so either. much help I, on the I was perimeter just curious. yeah yeah like the Cavs could I mean Devin Vassell I'll I'll bring this up until the draft is over and he's with another team appears to have ruined his shot and he would have been realis- a realistic target at ten for the Cavs if they did ah. trade down with Phoenix maybe he could you, be a realistic enough target at ten you, if he falls.
1: Do you actually feel like he ruined his shot? Because it, it's such a short-term thing. Like, I know people talk about Markel Fultz, but the difference was when Markel Fultz changed his shot, it's because he had nerve damage. And, a, he had a condition. And he couldn't shoot after it. Like, yeah. he, At least Vassell was hitting his shot still, and it's such a short-term change. I feel like, especially when you're comparing him to Okoro and all these other guys that are going to need work on their shot anyways getting him to just kind of revert back to what he's been doing for the last few years of that nice high release money had, I'm not worried about that. Like it's not that big of a deal breaker. It kind of, it's a gut punch to some extent. Um, but especially if I trade down at five and he's still there, my God, like I'm, I'm taking Devin Vassell because he's one of the few guys I feel like I, I'm confident is going to be a good rotation player in this draft.
2: Maybe you and Carter are the balm, the soothing balm for Chris and I and just our negative takes because Carter's calm Chris on, on Andre Drummond, and I think... I blame Kenden a little bit because we had Kenden out earlier in the week and he said like maybe Devin Vassell is doing this on purpose to prevent teams from taking him. He's
1: intentionally taking well, his dress Well remember this up, happened which, with Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges you true. thought he was going to be a 3 and D guy and like his jumper got way more jacked up. Like it actually started to turn into the Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Um, I'm moving my elbow to the other side of my body type crap. Uh, Vassell's not doing that. Like it, it's still no. going up. It's just catapulting over his head and He's increasing the degree of difficulty there, but um, it really does feel like a Mikhail Bridges thing. Where as soon as he does straighten that out, because it's going to get straightened out, um, this that's that's a high impact guy.
2: So,
0: no, I I think with Umbre and with shooting, it's just like I I'm just like get guys that are kind of closer age. It's why like I'm not as out on like Derek Jones Jr. as as I in. Th- and everything i'm a little like the heat culture thing could just ultimately make him like not good anywhere else but like Ubre is like a 35 percent shooter and like Vassel, like if you could get him at 10 like i it's a weird draft like i would still take him at 10 even with the concerns kind of about the shot um you, you know you'd have to pay Ubre, i think oh. and i i guess i just don't know what your if it's like just the trade down if you send like jetty back like would you do trade down to 10 i have a trade you get Ubre and you send you send Osmond to Phoenix, and you get ten, and they get five, and, and I,
2: I have a trade. Would you send five Dylan Windler and Dante Exum
1: to Phoenix for Kelly Uber and ten? No. Yeah. No. I would okay. I'd, I'd be more. I would. I'd be more keen to give up Jetty. Um, because I I
0: tend to actually I actually think that's 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 right because Windler is, is like cheaper and the and the shooting could just that's be like so much more impactful. Yeah, and it, like I like. The, the shooting with Windler is just something where it's like maybe I just like am too in on like how impactful Duncan Robinson was, but I'm just like oh like if you can just get a guy that can actually develop gravity really quickly like that's kind of really interesting for a team, and I think it could really help Sexton and Garland. But yeah, I think Uber just is like the kind of wing the in like hybrid three four the Cavs need. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what, man? Like, I, I would be pretty in on that. And, like, he shot 35% from three last year in a career-high volume. And I don't know how real that is, but if that's, like, actually like a thing, that's, that's like, pretty interesting. And it just seems like he's not exactly, like, in – like, his role in Phoenix because of how good Bridges was in the bubble is just, like, a little less clear than it might have been, like, six yeah,
1: months ago. no, I completely agree. I mean, um, we, we talk about lineups, but at the end of the day, this is in hockey, right? Like, you, you're going to see a lot of mix and match. Uh, I think Garland and Sexton are are basically locks to start with one another, but um, under basically towards the end of Bayline's tenure and under J.B. Bickerstaff, they split their minutes right down the damn middle. Like they they played half of their minutes together, half of their minutes with KPJ. Uh, Like each of them got their reps with KPJ. And I think we're going to see the Cavs do that again. And like, if it's Garland or Sexton with Kevin Porter Jr. and Kelly Oubre, um, like, That makes sense. That's a lot of length on the parameter. Those those are fun teams. Uh, There's some spacing there as long as Oubre's jumper wasn't a mirage. It it makes a lot of sense. And if you give up Jetty in the deal, as funny as it is that the Cavs have a logjam when there's no real proven talent, there is still a logjam and that frees up the minutes to to still uh, give KPJ some looks at the three.
0: And I also would just say I think Jetty actually is like a real life NBA.
1: Player. Oh no, no, he's like, a rotation he's like, player. He's, yeah. he's a rotation player. He's
0: like f- like he's he's flawed and like the shooting is a little streaky. But I I'm I'm of the mind with him, and I think this is a case for like a lot of NBA players, frankly. But I think he's just a guy that like if you were actually like, a better team, he would look better. Like that's one of my pet theories with him is that if you just were ahead of team where like the ball moves a little more naturally and didn't stick quite as much and like your defense was kind of more competent and he wasn't having to like defend fours because i think he gets really deflated when he just gets like wrecked by bigger wings all the time let's um i don't i I just think he'd look look
1: at his contract he is paid like he is an eighth or ninth man on a roster and he is the primary wing stopper on this damn team he is being asked to do way too damn much like Mm -hmm. he, he is a rotation player though like he he can shoot he can sometimes play defense. He, he's not going to defend LeBron. He's being asked to defend LeBron. <laughs> but if you had
0: him defend like twos and threes instead of instead of LeBron James and Kawhi yeah. Leonard, like I think he'd look a lot Absolutely. better. Absolutely. Like have him have him chase around a shooter, and I bet you he looks a lot better. No,
1: I I completely agree. Yeah,
0: but uh, Kelly Oubre would be interesting. I don't know how. I don't strike this as very likely. Me either. And, you know, I don't think this is like. I'd uh, be happy with like him like if Kevin. the Cavs
2: are able to get him. I'll say that much. Yeah,
0: I would too. Also, not like a, a
2: Kevin Love landing spot. I don't think. No, no. You'd be you'd be looking to use that X contract and try and include some type of young player, whether it's Jetty. And I know <clears throat> you guys both were out on offering Windler, but it'd be a player like that, and then maybe. Well, I, I, for the, the
0: record, because it shows how much you listen to me. I said I would do it, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I would prefer to put it in Jetty. So
2: thanks for no, listening. No, no, no,
0: no, no. We're done. Out of time. We'll be right back with more Lockdown Casts.
2: Chris Trump over here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, we're back. Uh, I, I'm insulted. I, I care about the liberals. I'm not trying to own the libs.
2: Um, let's talk about the William radical N'Gomez. left, folks. Look at it right here. But <laughs> let's get our willies Evan's out and talk not, about Willie Hernan Gomez, everyone. All right, all right.
0: Well, Evan now works at Evan thinks we work at Fox News, apparently. Mm-hmm. So you know, troubling, troubling. Yeah. But uh, guys, Willie Hernan Gomez, I think it's a guy that I kind of forgot existed. He's 26, which seems like older than I would have thought for him. Um, good at offensive rebounding, decent at finishing, decent at defensive rebounding. Um, has a is okay at interior defense. I, I guess it's just like when I think about centers on this market, it's really drum independent. Like if Drummond gets flipped and you have a need, like someone yeah. like this makes sense. Someone like New Orleans as well makes sense. But otherwise it's not. But I think he's an interesting guy to keep an eye on as
1: maybe like a one-year kind of stopgap kind
0: of guy. What do you guys no, think? No, that,
1: that's exactly what he would be. I mean, um, I don't think you would sign him if you draft a center. Um, I, I just – I, at that, no, at that no, point no. you're giving reps to whoever is still here out of drummond and tristan uh the, the center you draft and like in case of emergency dean wade um like i i don't i don't i i think the Cavs should prioritize kind of a, a versatile forward someone that can play both spots um but as a stopgap, he, he makes sense um I wouldn't be offended by it. He he's a pro. Like he's probably going to be a stopgap for a few more teams uh, before the end of his career is up, and and that's kind of his his space in the hierarchy. And I, I do think there's some value in signing a guy that realizes that. Um, but he's not going to he's not going to rustle my Willie one way or another. I, I I appreciate
2: that more than I can ever say. Um, no, I agree. I think. If the Cavs do draft a big guy and Audra Drummond is jettisoned and for some reason Tristan Thompson doesn't come back, like he and the Cavs are not able to come to terms on a type of contract agreement, you look at Willie because, let's be realistic, I think – James Wiseman is more or less destined to be a Charlotte Hornet at this point and then they still have Cody Zeller on the roster. PJ Washington is a four but can play a little bit of the five. Charlotte has a weirdly constructed roster to begin with but like Willie Hernan Gomez becomes redundant if they do draft a center in Charlotte so he will be available and I think you can get him for a fairly cheap contract too and it's just the Cavs kind of like, like Chris you said he's 26 years old so he Kinda fits into the team's timeline of like the rebuild. He's, he's like a little
0: younger than Larry Nistenor, who you yeah. and I both. And I think Justin, he was like, okay, put just put him, you know, um, on the on the team in some way, like keep him. Yeah, right. no,
2: Larry should be a staple going forward. But like, Willie Hernan Gomez is a player. Like, maybe you take a long look at. You get him in. You get him in house. You evaluate him through practice, through training camp. Maybe he gets to play every now and then, depending on what the Cavs do in the draft. If like they are so. Like they don't have any depth of the five that you bring in Hernan Gomez and he really gets a chance to evaluate him but it's a low risk possibly high reward type of signing if the Cavs were to do it and out of all the prospects we've gone over so far Chris like Willie Hernan Gomez is a guy you could really easily talk me into like he's okay-ish on defense but like that's not really setting the bar very high Sans Tristan Thompson and when Andre Drum is locked in it's really not setting the bar very high but like he can fill in that Ante Zizic role beautifully where he's just
1: the third the guy,
2: the, the second or third big off the bench for Cleveland. And when he plays, he looks really good in the box score situations. And you wonder why he doesn't play more. And then when he
1: plays more, you're like, Oh yeah, that's why he doesn't uh, play more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You kind of suck. Don't you? Yeah. He's yeah. perfectly fine as a third string center. And and that's, that's what he is. Yeah. And
0: I'd, um, go ahead. No, just let me ask you this. Cause I think this is kind of the, the conversation we're, we're doing with this. Like, what what is your take on on centers and how you pay them and how you kind of like get one at the right value in this in this current structure because all the centers that I I come to like we we talked about about Zubac on an episode we talked I'm a yeah, I'm a big fan of like if you could get Yakperto some out of this offseason which seems very unlikely but I I'm very in on him at the cost he would be I think it's just like I don't want to commit unless it's like bam unless it's and B, Jokic, unless it's like the high, high-level guy, I don't know how much I'd am willing to. i be willing to spend on those guys. And otherwise, I'd rather just go the mercenary route and like kind of find guys that are good at the stuff you need your five to do for your system. Where are you at on
1: that? I think from a philosophy standpoint, we are at a risk of the conversation shifting to running backs in the NFL when it comes to centers where it's like, well, why would you ever pay one? Like You, you can just go out and the replacement value, blah, 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 blah. I do think if you're talking about a traditional center, so someone like a Hernan um or a guy that just doesn't really add any dimensions to your team, yeah, they're, they're replaceable. I wouldn't pay too much for them because there's a lot of other options, especially if you're looking for second and third string guys. I am still – I'm not out on the center position. I, I am for spending draft capital on it. Um, I am okay with signing a, a center um, to a good-sized contract if they bring modern things to the game. And what I mean by that isn't necessarily that you're you're able to shoot threes or run the offense from the high post like your Jokic. If you are a center that understands your role and you are going to rim run you're going to find the open spots offensively like i think an underrated thing about tristan thompson that doesn't get talked about enough is how smarty is off ball and finding those passing lanes and getting into that pocket to be ready for the pass i think that's really valuable if you're able to pass out of the short roll even better um like think about some of the best offenses we've seen golden state almost always had a rim runner like yes they had the death lineup but a lot of their minutes are kind of taken up by somebody that that is able to set screens and get to the rim uh houston had that with capella tristan was that for the Cavs. i do think that there is a space for center so i i think there is a value and you should pay them accordingly um but when it comes to kind of filling out your roster i'm not going to blow my brains out because i do know that your run-of-the-mill centers uh the Pretty easy to replace.
0: Yeah, and that, I think I think that's my point. It's like if it's the guy that you want to make your foundation. Like I have no problem with paying them. It's like if I was like if you want to use the running back example, which I think is really good. Like when Nick Chubb, like I paid Derrick Henry. Like you, you don't like spend <laughs> yeah, so much money on him. <laughs> but it's like Derrick Henry is an absolute monster. Like when Nick Chubb comes up for his next contract, like I'm gonna be willing to pay Nick Chubb mm. because like Nick mm. Chubb does what he can.
2: Evan, mm. don't even. Running backs are a dinosaur in the NFL. Look at Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, you but, slap but, all that money on him, and now he's a fumble machine. If Carter Rodriguez was still here, he would back me up on this. Okay, the Cowboys Zeke, have to regret like his, signing all the Zeke, all that money. Running backs, he'd run them into the ground, and then you move on and you find another one of the draft.
0: Well, it, it is a little different. Like running backs, the tread on the tires is a little bit different. But I, I it's also just like if you have a, a center that like can impact the game in a certain way, like I'm all for it. Like like if you're at Capella, like that makes sense to me, and it's. You know, if you could get, like, the, the altruistic version of Andre Drummond, like, I think you could talk me into that guy being worth, like, close to $20 million a year. It's just, like, it yeah. does like exist. But it's, like, with Hernan Gomez, it's, like, if you could get him and he's part of your mid-level, like, and he's your backup center or, like, a starting center, like, on a, on a team that's kind of in transition, like, I'm, I am all for that.
2: It's inoffensive enough if you use your mid-level accession on Willie Hernan Gomez. And the joke opportunities alone for me are great for when he has a big game. For the Cavs, mm-hmm. so like that's valuable in itself for me. Like the Cavs got to be thinking about the podcasters and the blog boys of the world when they make yeah. these kind of moves too. It,
1: and, if, you're um, gonna, if you're gonna if you're going bring in a guy that we can make dick jokes about, make it Willie instead of Toppy. Like would, let us just yeah. let's
2: keep it there. Sex Land and Silly um, Willie taking Cleveland by storm. Mm-hmm. There you go, folks. Put it on a T shirt. T
0: <sighs> shirt. The T shirt economy is going to be there. Justin, I'm going to tell everyone as a tease that you're the next one of these. You're going to be on next week is Devin Vassell the Utah Jazz and Harry Giles. Yeah, how
1: about that? I mean, I I completely well, forgot which one I had signed up for and I already gave some Devin Vassell takes, but you know what? That's okay.
0: we Devin Vassell is there's a lot to unpack with us there. But well, this is, it's actually the week after next edition, that this that one'll be up, but so we have time. We but have when the that, schedule Chris. of the poten- I have my sheet up. I have my wonderful LOC planning on. Um, when you consider the centers potentially out there, let's say like Drummond is traded and they have to find another center. Which of the, the potential options do you like the most? Just give me a name.
1: Oh, so my Pirtle, goodness. So,
0: Pertle, Hernan Gomez, Nerland, Terry Jones. I really
1: like Jakob Pertle. Um, I, yep. I, I'm going to high-five you through. So, Zoom there were times with the Toronto with Raptors, you. and I'm actually, you know what? Spurs, you're on notice. All right, I, I don't know if you're run like shit uh, and pop might be washed <laughs> um it, it's very possible but with Toronto, he he really made some nice passes out of the pick and roll uh when when there's a spread offense there he's able to move his feet uh, and defend in space a little bit he, he's a guy that um I, I would be very interested in bringing and I, I think there's upside there um beyond just kind of having a replacement level big
2: i love Jakob brutal he's he's not the yak of
1: the ones.
2: Yeah. yeah, return to the Yak. I'm, I'm, there's opportunities there too.
0: Giles might be my number two sneakily.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean there's there's some upside there for sure. Um, I, he, I know Carter's really really high on him, uh, so maybe I'll get a, a breakdown from him and then just kind of take credit for it. I'm I'm very good at that. You <laughs> know you I, I'm not a fear the sword anymore, but I can still aggregate the living hell out of anything. So,
0: Ju- Justin. Justin, you're you're forever you're forever. Yeah, I love sword. that. <laughs> You're forever. It's, it's forever. We're a cult. Um, something anyway, like that, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, we're going to either Justin, give everyone a plug if they aren't already following you on Twitter, when they can find the podcast. Yeah.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Cavs uh, just slap Cavs in Canada. And uh, yeah, that's, that's how you find me. You can also find me on the chase down podcast. We usually go, you know, in season we'll go twice a week, but uh, right now we're doing once a week. Um, we kind of talk about Cavs and the NBA through a wine and gold colored glasses Have a lot of fun there, so uh, check us out and uh, give us giving subscribe to us, give us ratings, all that good stuff, and uh, help us overtake Locked On Cavs, the 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 establishment. You guys are the man. That that's what this is.
2: I, I, i'll yeah. take
1: that i guess i think that's a fair label look, to give
2: us we do we we got a we got a partnership with the tv station yeah yeah
1: congratulations again on that guys uh, I'm i'm pumped chris is trying to flex and justin's being canadian nice here well, this is you're, just here's, great. here's a funny thing and and sorry if you guys are trying to wrap up but like the, no, the man, thing I nah. find we look yeah we,
0: we're never good on time we we're Doug Branson, if you're listening, yeah. hello.
1: The the thing for me is because I never have any ambition of making a career out of this. Like I just I, I like connecting with people. I, I like seeing you guys thrive. Um, so it, it's Aww. it's a lot of fun. I like seeing it. That's why I don't get in the sources game. You guys can absolutely have that alley if you want to report stuff. That's fine. I I will not make anything public because I want people to keep telling me things so I can brag in private. Um, but you, you guys, you guys have <laughs> journalistic standards. You've done schooling and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's I nice to it. see you guys. It's nice to see you guys do well. Oh, I yeah, appreciate uh, that. Thank. That means a lot, it's Justin. Good. And for
2: those of you listening, the beef's been dead for a while, but I think we should really put put some dirt on the coffin, mm-hmm. just a little extra. You know, slap slap the shovel the on the graves. You know what really what's killed that? the
1: beef, Evan? And this, what's that? Well. I have a quality filter on my tweets, and your your beefing didn't make it through a lot of times. Like I, I saw replies to your tweets, but I, I didn't see the actual tweets. It was, it was. Uh, this is what team. I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> Tri- Chris is the radical left. We got the blue check marks attacking me. I'm the victim here, yeah. folks. Well,
1: that's what happens when you bring someone in from a socialist country. That's that's just what you're going to get. <laughs>
0: I'm envious of your affordable drug prices.
2: (laughs) And I'm also envious or I applaud the fact that you're not the most problematic Justin in Canada. So there you go. Oh yeah, That's true. There you go. Chris, (laughs) ready to wrap this baby up? Let's
0: get out of here. Evan. Yeah. uh, Evan, send us out.
2: As always, um, we are. this is coming out on a Thursday, so we are less than a week away from the election, which means you have that much time to vote, but you cannot mail in your ballot if you're doing a mail-in. Please drop it off at your voting precinct to make sure your vote counts, or if you're voting in person, please wear a mask and practice proper social distancing if you can. Believe it or not, your vote matters just as much as the next vote, and quite frankly, your vote matters probably just as much, if not more, than anybody else's vote, so please get out and vote. And as always, Black Lives Matter,
1: and... Go Cabs.